0: Hey, welcome to the She Heard podcast hosted by author and speaker Laurie Green Westlake. On the She Heard podcast, we cover everything from a woman's role in the church to deep and unexpected dives into your favorite Bible heroes. Laurie's passion is to equip women with courage, boldness, and bravery through biblical study and inspiring narrative. Be sure to check out lauriegreenwestlake.com for additional resources. Welcome to the show. Laurie here with you today, and I want to get started with today's podcast by saying this. You're awesome. You're totally awesome, and I am so thankful that we can talk about the Lord and His Word and His work around the world and His work in you together, because it completely blesses my heart. As I speak truth and I prepare for these podcasts, and as I'm talking to you, i Everything that God is teaching me and that I am learning and I'm growing, it just gets amplified. So I hope you'll do the same. I hope you'll take the things that you learn and the things that he is teaching and developing in you, and you will go and share them. Because you know what? When we speak out our beliefs, some magic happens, and it completely connects to our hearts so, today I'm so excited about our subject today. We're going to take a little bit deeper look at identity. A couple of podcasts ago, we did a list on how God sees us, our our identity through his eyes, how he feels about us. And again, that list is going to be available at a one day retreat being held here in Albuquerque at Vertical Church on June 3rd. Vertical Church has graciously given us their space, it will be a multi denominational event. You don't even have to be with a denomination. You just come on and spend the day with us. Registration is at laurigreenwestlake.com under the live events tab on the front page. So the reason why I want to talk about identity again is because I had the most interesting conversation with, I'm going to call him a godly man. I don't want to share his name, but this godly man And the topic of our discussion was chasing after Jesus instead of other things. How we, and and we were discussing not how we, the body of Christ, but we were discussing how he personally and I personally can get caught up in chasing after um, a position in our career a new career, or even pursuing our own spiritual giftings and developing those further, our callings, we can chase after our calling, just wrenching ourselves over, is this what God wants me to do? Is that what God wants me to do? And of course, our identities. Our identities are sometimes based on other humans, like whose mother am I? I have a son who is extremely entrepreneurial and is always starting new businesses and does so successfully as a beautiful wife. Three of my grandchildren are in his family, and I'm proud to say that I am Sam's mom. And sometimes Because he lives in another community. And when I go visit there and people are like, oh, you're Sam's mom. Oh, you're Sam's mom. I kind of take joy in that identity. But that is not what I am to be chasing after, nor my identity at work or in my social club or on social media or even in my church. This is my personal, one of my personal battles. And so this was an important conversation for me to be talking with this godly man about chasing Jesus. Isn't it isn't it true that we chase after almost anything but Christ? And as Christians, in the name of Christ, like our calling, the spiritual gifts who 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 we are what our gifts are which are the better gifts all of that the problem with the searching for the who i am what are my gifts and talents and what do what do i want people to think about me and who do i want people to see me as is that that is me focused it's human focused it's you focused it's 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 not focusing on christ so in our conversation I really began to think and I and I thought about it after the conversation too. Who am I in Christ? I'd read that identity list that I mentioned, but I wanted to really go deeper. And so, I looked at 1 Corinthians 6:19, and in this verse the apostle Paul tells us that we are we are the temple of God. This when you think about it is an amazing truth. And I feel like it's not something that I personally have really grasped. Yes, I'm a temple of God, so I should be healthy and take care of my body. But there's so much more here. It's so deep. It's part of our identity. I mean, how many times I hear people say, I'll go, oh, how are you? Who are you? And they'll say, well, I'm a child of God. Well, you are. And that is a beautiful Picture word picture that God uses to describe our relationship with him. And we are made in his image. We are his children. But fathers can be far away. Fathers can go on trips. Fathers can live in another cities. Fathers can be divorced and away from the family. So it's not the complete picture of who we are as a child of God. But to say that we are a temple of God Is to indicate something profound. Let's look at it, and before we look deeply into what being a temple means, let's talk about what it doesn't mean. I think sometimes we learn better if we talk about what things do or don't mean. So, how about this? How about this? You're not a building under construction, waiting for God to come along and to approve the blueprints or the constructions or the foundation and then leave while you get more work done and he's waiting to move in. No, you're not under construction. How about this one? You're not a shanty he's ashamed to inhabit. Don't many of us feel not worthy to have God inside of us and we feel like an old worn out shanty? Well, that's not who he says you are. You're also not a temporary shelter that God moves in and out of at will. That he's, you know, he's there this week, everything's great, but next week you can't find him, you can't hear his voice. No, you're not a temporary shelter. Nor are you a crumbling old house in need of repair, unsafe for God to approach. I think sometimes as we get older, we begin to feel useless That is not what Scripture tells us. Nope. Scripture tells us we're a temple for God. And because wherever he is, that space is holy. We saw that with the burning bush, right? He told Moses to take off his sandals because he was standing on holy ground, because Moses was standing near this place where God was, where God was manifesting himself through a burning bush. Well, he's not in the bush now. He's in you. You're the burning bush. You're the burning bush. You're holy. Look, he's moved from an extravagant temple of riches with things overlaid in gold and beautiful drapes and hand-painted palm trees on the walls. He's moved from that into you, and where he is is holy. So if you weren't appropriate for the Holy Maker, if you weren't clean and beautiful, he wouldn't have moved in. But he did, and he's there. And because of Christ's sacrifice, you are perfect. You are perfect for him. We need to lean into that. I need to lean, lean into that. So, okay, why do we chase after things that can't compare, things that are temporal? When we know God is in us and God is using us and working through us, when we grasp that, when we let that settle into our being, we can live in contentment without Chasing temporal things. Does that mean that the temporal things are bad? No, that just means that the temporal things your house, your job, your car, your friends, your social society are all temporary. God is love, He's patience, He's kindness, and He is self control. And while He is in you, you can obtain. These assets we don't earn these assets, we tap assets, excuse me, we don't earn these assets, we tap into them. Oh, and here's another thing: because God is in you, and you are his temple, you have power at your fingertips, power, no batteries needed power, and we've only to understand that Christ took care. Of the undetermined you at the cross, he took care of all the things that you have yet to determine about yourself. They're already taken care of at the cross, including your ability to be a powerful witness and tool for him. And so back to this conversation with this godly man that I had, this my friend. As we challenged each other not to let men or women, even those that we admire, determine how we feel about ourselves, we went a step deeper. This was my question. Why are we worried about how we feel? Why are we con- even concerning ourselves with Letting other people know how we feel or how we want to feel. If the holy God of the universe dwells in us, we have nothing to feel bad about, regardless of what, what other people say or perceive. I told my friend, when we were really we were really getting deep, and I said, we are swimming in some deep waters now, brother. And he said to me, yeah, Laurie. And there's only one life preserver. Oh my gosh. Did I love that? We are out in the deep waters of God's mysteries. And there's only one life preserver. And his name is Jesus Christ. You know what? Jesus died to live in you. And to make you the vessel of his glory and his working. You are a miracle. I said you were awesome at the beginning of this podcast. Well, now I'm going to take it a step further. You are a miracle. So, as you all know, my my platform is Brave, and what could this teaching possibly have to do with being brave? Brave. Well, consider this. These thoughts are so very counterculture, even Christian counterculture. When you talk about Jesus paying it all, radical payments that allow him and the Holy Spirit to manage their worldly business through you as the temple, people will think you're crazy. Listen, this is what people think. They think the bank, the stock market, the governments, politicians, world influencers, oh my gosh, social media influencers, they think they manage the world. That's what people think. Nobody thinks Jesus is managing the world through you, but he is. And it's exactly what God does. God manages his affairs through you. So. That means you got to be brave. You can be brave and speak this truth to others. But start with yourself. Remember, when we say it, when we say it and we believe it, somehow our heart, our ears connect to our heart and convince us, yeah, this is truth for me. And then you go share. And then you go tell. Jesus told his disciples to go tell. Go make disciples. There's no question. That is what he's doing through you. You could even be brave and share this podcast. Start a listening podcast group where you all get together and listen to truths. Listen to anyone who is teaching you or talking about or encouraging you through the word and not through other sources. Because it is through the word that we determine whether that voice that we're hearing is God's or our own. When our feelings and our actions and our emotions line up with what is in the Word, then we're on the right track. But you must know what the Word is first. So, well, after my conversation with my friend, we had um, a moment of prayer together. And it was one of those sweet times when the presence of Christ is so heavy, so thick. You lose yourself physically. And that happened to me. When my friend, when he was praying, I had already prayed and then he was praying, I got this tingling sensation all over my body. I felt like I might just float right out of my office. And I heard that still small voice say, This is revival, Laurie. This is revival. It starts when you're broken. See, we had to break ourselves and say we aren't important, but he is. And you may be having a broken moment, too. It may be around health, a loved one's health, a loss, a difficult marriage, a child that's gone astray. Maybe you've been laid off, fired. Maybe you're in financial hardship. Lean into your brokenness. Because God is in you, and even broken, you're still that holy, holy temple. Be brave, my peeps, and let him have his broken way. Because Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. And it is not the trouble that changes you. It is God in the midst of the trouble, because you are his temple. Amen. All right. Well, that's all for today. I hope you'll listen again. I've enjoyed talking about this with you. If you ever want to get in touch with me, you can go to my website and in contact, there is an email there or leave comments and I will check them out. Also, Be sure and look around the website. I have blogs. I have books, other resources, Bible studies, and I have a new Bible study coming out, I hope, in the fall. I'm working on it very diligently. It's called Brave Enough to Serve, to Lead, and to Make a Difference, which also is the title of the retreat that's coming up on June 3rd here in Albuquerque. Be blessed, my friends, and know that I'm praying for you and praying that God reveal his rich rich wisdom and deep, deep mysteries to you so that being brave becomes an everyday, every moment fact about you. All right. Have a great one. Bye now.